podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Buck Tracks Liquor salutes our local men and women who are first responders, from EMTs, fire and police departments that serve and protect our communities, to those serving in our military. Let's remember those who protect and save our lives and show them our appreciation for their dedication. Buck Tracks Liquor is where you'll find all your game day beers, wines, and liquors. From top shelf products to imported brews, stop by Buck Tracks Liquors at 430 Old Whitetail Drive in Wilton or visit them online at bucktrackslicker.com. Good morning, everybody. It is time for another one of our previews here on the Blue Room. Again, it's for subscribers weekly. And with no transfers really to talk about from an Edmonton perspective, we looked at the present in regards to the pre-season tour and ahead to a pre-season tour as well. The Blues was confirmed last week they are going down under mid-season when the World Cup's on to play a couple of games. Going to be fantastic for all those Aussie Blues down there. And we spoke to our very own Aussie Blue and Ryan Reynolds, and not that one, about how he's feeling about Everton going to Australia to play a couple of matches and what kind of impact there will be out there and what kind of good things the Blues can do out there as well. Uh, if you want to hear this show in full, where we also discuss the preseason tour to America and Everton's lack of transfer activity so far, it's over on Patreon on the Blue Room Extra. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. Listen to this hour-long show in full, along with content coming up every day throughout the week as we build up to Everton's first preseason game of the season and hopefully some signings as well. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. Works out about a pound a week. You can cancel it anytime you'd like. And we're building up to the new season, which should be fascinating. Hopefully we'll see it over there. In the meantime, here's Ryan and his excitement at seeing the Blues in the flesh in a few months. Oh, mate, I am so excited. I know it's only going to be sort of like a, a mini-season break and we may not have a, a super squad over there, but oh, it's just going to be so good. I've, it actually come up in my Facebook memories today that it's been 12 years since we were last in Australia. Um, so to actually see them back live in the flesh and without having to travel halfway across the world, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, definitely there's a, a massive buzz down here with within the Australian Evertonians that, you know, we, we finally get to to see them. And uh, for a lot of people, it might be the first time they've they've actually seen the club. Um, you know, Tim Cahill obviously brought a lot of toffees through, um, you know, and that sort of happened post um, that period when they were sort of last out. So it's going to be a really exciting time. Um, the Celtic game on the on the Sunday, our, our, or Sunday morning, your time, I think it'll be, that'll be massive, obviously, with the Ange Postacoglu link. Um, legendary coach in Australian terms hopefully one day we'll see him in the Premier League but um and then yeah Western Sydney a couple of days later which will be an interesting test they were pretty pretty rubbish last season uh, I think they finished third from the bottom but uh also have a Everton link in Jack Rodwell who played there last year don't know whether he'll be at the club next season there's a few clubs in for him here to to play next year and he signed a one-year contract but I think what we'll get with Western Sydney is a, a pretty physical sort of contest. Um, as you can imagine, Australian football is not the most skillful, but um, they do send, they do tend to bring a, a sense of physicality. Um, the strength in the league ha- has definitely gone up in the last sort of five or six years. Um, they're, they're focusing a lot more on, on trying to bring some younger kids through rather than sort of having those marquee signings. So it'll be a good test. Um, they'll put up a good fight. And I think that's sort of what you want. You, you don't want a, a top, top class opposition you know, sort of in those practice games, but you want enough to have a contest just to keep you ticking over and, and hopefully no injuries. 
Yeah, I mean, you said there about the, obviously there's a bit of a buzz around Aussie Evertonians, which is natural, but I think obviously initially it was going to be the old firm, wasn't it? Game was going to be Rangers against Celtic, and I think it was going to be the first time they'd played each other outside of, of Scotland. I mean, has it made, what, what's been like the sort of overall general reaction to it? Is the disappointment that that game is not going to be played, the old firm one in, in Australia, and what would have been a historic one, or is the... Is it a bit more of, well, we're getting a, a Premier League side, which may bring its own kind of gravitas in itself? Well, I think the whole uh, the whole old firm derby thing, uh, the reaction from a lot of people was anger, I'd, I'd imagine. Um, even a lot of the, the Celtic and, and Rangers fans over here, I don't think were super keen to see that played in Australia. And certainly the reaction from Scotland, from what I was reading, was of a similar ilk that um, obviously there was enough for Rangers to, to pull the pin on it. Um, so I think in that regard, they probably made the right call just through public backlash. Um, the, the everyday sports fan would have gone in a heartbeat to have a bit of a look, that's for sure. But I think what you find is that the, the attraction of the Premier League is so significant now, uh, even in Australia, you know, outside of those top six or top four clubs, that you know there, there's a significant amount of chatter about you know Everton coming out. I think we've got Palace out at the moment, Aston Villa's coming out. Um, and certainly they're getting a heap of media attention. So in terms of like growing the club on a, on a global basis and trying to expand into Australia, it, it may not be the big shiny market like America is, but there's certainly enough money sort of floating around and a strong enough support for the Toffees. Um, they've, they've sort of dedicated three whole bays of what, they, what they've termed is active support, where I'd imagine there'll be flags and banners and and all that sort of stuff. So I'm pretty confident that it'll be a really good atmosphere for those who are going to get up early in the morning to watch it over there for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I want to see you on the stands with a blue flare in hand. That's what you want. <laughs> the chorus of Spirit of the Blues. Uh, yeah, Just, I, 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 want, I want to see you cuffed and taken away from the Just go crazy, mate, honestly. Do, do, you know, do you know what I wanted to, to ask you about? It was um, obviously because the World Cup's happening while we're over there. I, I presume then... Is does that mean access to it for like your average sports fan to want to go to it? I mean, is or is it going to be clamour for tickets and and there'll be a sellout? But what sort of your take on that? Uh, no, the, the stadium that they're playing in is uh, especially the Celtic game is significant. Um, I think oh, I'd have to Google it, but you're probably talking sixty, seventy thousand seats. Brilliant. So, um, you know, like I, I don't think it'll be one of those sort of places where it'll generally sell out i think if you really want a ticket you'll be able to get one but that being said you know what the australian sports people are like i think you'll get a really strong crowd um the a-league one is at a smaller venue basically because there's no a-league fans like the the crowds are really small for a-league fixtures so you know that they'd be relying largely on whatever support evidence can can bring to that game um it's also getting played outside of sydney which is a bit of a pain when it's about an hour out of town so um, you know, that sort of will dull the, the impact of the everyday sports fan coming to want to watch some Premier League sides. But certainly at that big stadium, that's where they played the Asian Cup final when Australia hosted it. So um, it's, a, it's a good footballing ground and I think there'll be a decent-sized crowd there, that's for sure. Brilliant. You know, it's, it's funny that you mention, um, like, the average Australian uh, sports fan because my, my little anecdote that I've got when, when I was over in Australia, like I said to you before we started, 2009, no, it was sorry, 2008, the first time I came over when Beijing was happening with the Olympics. And um, I remember walking around uh, Melbourne, obviously absolutely stunning place, um, walking around, went to a couple of bars and whatnot. 
And the, the, genuinely, I've, I've never seen anything like it in terms of passion for your country as well. And I know how many, how many times we, we, we have the, the laughing and joking about the cricket when whenever England or Australia play. In fact, we, we spoke about it just before we started, didn't we? That England actually look half decent for once and might give you a game. It's quaking boots about the Ashes next <laughs> summer, I think. But, but the thing that was saying that, that sort of becomes so apparent to me is like when we went inside the bar whilst the Olympics was on, and obviously there's obviously so many different sports with the Olympics. And I remember going in, into a bar and I'd see like a gang of lads there having a few beers and stuff with Australian shirts on, the Australian flags on and stuff like that. And they'd be just getting behind like events that you would not ever consider to be, have a huge amount of supporters, i.e. archery and stuff like that. I was like, this, this was just like completely new culture to me. Walking into somewhere and seeing like that much passion for just for the sake that they were Australian. I mean, you know, you know what? Well, I presume you know what we're like over here, Ryan. In terms of like, we're, we're really cynical, cynical when it comes to a lot. Well, general life, in my opinion. But you know, in terms of in terms of the way England are, I think cricket and rugby is is where where I'm a, a semi passionate England fan. In inverted commas. Um, certainly not the the football because um, I, I can take it or leave it with England. It's great that you see Pickford doing so well for them and Calvert Lewin hopefully gets back Andy Gordon as well for the under twenty ones, under twenty threes, whatever they're called these days. But um, yeah, man, it, it properly it probably got to me seeing how everyone just come out in their droves to watch literally anyone Australian, anything anything touching Australia. There was so many people behind them. I actually find that quite nice and refreshing compared to what it's like over here. I, I tell you what, you haven't experienced it unless you sit at the pub watching an Australian in the artistic gymnastics and then you get all of us <laughs> going, I can't believe she did the double tuck pike. She should have done the quadruple somersault roll. Like, what are you doing, love? Like, it's the Olympics. He's <laughs> got Ben Godfrey with the bow and arrow. Archery in the warm-up for the game. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to ask you on it, Ryan. Um, obviously, like Dave mentioned, the World Cup song. Um, and Australia are in it as well, which is obviously great for, you know, building up attention. They, they qualified in a crazy way with that lunatic goalkeeper doing his, his mad stick on the penalty shootout. But do, do you think that I mean, when a World Cup's on there and Australia are in it, does it really heighten the interest in footy or does it sort of just get the same sort of level like it does when the Premier League's on? Will there be like a swell of interest in football, in soccer, that people will go, well, actually, there's a game on down the road here with the Premier League side. I'm, I'm going to go and watch that because I'm liking what I'm seeing on the telly. Uh, a little bit. I, I think any time Australia's on the national stage, especially at the World Cup, there's a significantly heightened interest. Um, Particularly during our golden generation with, you know, the Kuehl, Viduka, Cahill type era where we're actually quite good. Um, I think this year or this time around, expectations are, are very, very small. The, the squad's not great. Um, I don't know how they qualified, to be fair. Um, it still defies logic that that team with that manager can actually get to a World Cup. But anyway, we're going to be there. Um, I, I think, you know, what it does is it all tracks the... Um, the once a year type supporter who'll who'll sit up and, and watch it, but I don't necessarily think it'll reflect, you know, to bums on seats. Um, what I think you'll get more is that your um, Premier League fan, someone who might be a Leicester supporter, say, will come and have a look. Um, 
you know, yeah. that's their one chance to get the, the Premier League action. You know, that's where it'll be more than the, the mums and dads who might stay up to 1am and watch the Socceroos every four years. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. If you want to leave me for another house, I totally understand. House? Where's this coming from? It's just, I, I know there's some newer homes on the market. I didn't even know that, because I'm not looking. I bet those other houses don't have a crack in their foundations. You know that crack doesn't bother me. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.